And now, time to get in the huddle with your host, Charles Prodger Ritchie, here on the Mass Steel Podcast. Hey, you blink, I'll cut your eyelids off. Don't you blink. Let's go. You get where you feel like you can rush the quarterback. You understand? Rush the quarterback. Do you have room in the trophy for another one there? You got six of them. Now you're the winningest franchise in NFL history. We'll make room. And good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to this uh, pregame kickoff here of the Mad Steel Podcast here on Showbuds as we'll be breaking down the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Philadelphia Eagles today at Lincoln Financial Field. New kick- kickoff. Uh, scheduled to be uh, happening here today as the Steelers will uh, look to uh, get off the schneid in a way for right now as uh, they have been having a brutal season. Once again, find themselves on the bottom of the AFC North at this moment in time at 2-1-5 right now, uh, trying to pick up their third uh, victory of the season right now. This could be a very significant week right here. For a lot of talks throughout the week as we got a little bit closer especially uh, considering last week's loss to the Miami Dolphins right there, where the Steelers had a chance to go to three and four uh, in that game. And just a recap right there uh, briefly. I mean, the thing that really done them in, I felt like uh, in that game right there, that would be the penalties uh, late in that game right there. I mean, the Steelers who start off the first half allowing uh, one penalty uh, for um, 10 yards, uh, basically, uh, and that uh, right there in that first half, that was just an illegal uh, block. But then the penalties uh, started uh, coming up uh, in the second half. You had at least a, a holding call for uh, 10 yards, pass interference, uh, ineligible man uh, downfield for five, and then a legal shift for five yards. Also, the PI was for 10 yards. So those four penalties right there uh, – Right there, done then those four additional penalties, which kind of look five uh, total for this game. Uh, in this game, but I, I tell you what, uh, for right now, uh, that was a huge ball, and uh, here we are right now, uh, in that game. And also, too, just to point out real quickly, uh, in that game, I mean, uh, versus the Dolphins right there, I thought the Steelers uh, did a good job. I mean, in that game, and uh, when you look at it, I mean, for the most part. I mean, only at the half, at that point, I mean, just to find themselves in that uh, contest right there and where, I mean, they started off uh, decent. And in that contest right there, I mean, when you really uh, look at it, I mean, for the most part, I mean, just to be down by 16 to 10 uh, at the half, uh, which was uh, pretty uh, decent. I mean, considering how earlier on uh, in that game, the, the Miami Dolphins, they were up as early as uh, 13 uh, zip with about 227 remaining in the first quarter. And that's why it's like, it was, it was a huge blow, I think, for right now, but they still got a chance to rectify things uh, for the most part. Uh, not going to be easy as uh, Kenny Pickett will be looking to pick up his second as a starter uh, for this season. Remember, he technically earned the win uh, earlier this a few weeks back against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers two weeks ago 
He didn't finish the game, but since he was the starting quarterback, he did get credited with the win, despite Mitch Trubisky coming in there to finish the job uh, in that regard. So uh, you looked at it right there, uh, the Steelers right now, trying to do something that no Steeler team uh, has done. I mean, uh, basically, as we uh, look at it for right now, the Steelers, uh, for the most part, going up against the Philadelphia Eagles, this is by the House of Horrors, as of late, uh, playing in Philadelphia. And uh, these two teams, interestingly enough, seem to be uh, trading uh, home field uh, victories. I mean, the Philadelphia Eagles have been able to snatch up uh, pretty surprising games uh, on the road, but they'll be looking to be the first team uh, today since 1965, October 24th, 1965. That was pre-Super Bowl era. Steelers did win that game uh, 20 to 14. It was then at the time of uh, Franklin Field where they won that game. Uh, the Steelers uh, in that contest uh, would have a plus three uh, turnover ratio in that game. And uh, it, it was definitely a surprising uh, win to say the least uh, right there. But uh, it, here we go. Uh, Steelers, like I said, ever since uh, faced game that win, uh, First Eagles in that time, it was definitely been a house of horrors, as uh, mentioned right there. And uh, since 1965, they've been 0-9 uh, since that last victory in Philadelphia. Let's see if today will be any different. Uh, we'll see. Uh, and just right now, everything's on the line right now. I mean, yeah, like uh, talks throughout the week as possibly as far as like Matt Canada, if his offense uh, continues to be lousy today, will Mike Tomlin pull the plug on him and, and switch things up? Will we see a little bit Mike Sullivan here? What's going to happen? Also, what are the futures of guys like right now? A guy who continues to hear uh, be in the trade rumor mill, Chase Claypool right now. I I just feel like uh, for right now, it's a lot of stuff to be on the table. Uh, nobody's job is safe. Even Cam Hayward, there's an NFC team that inquired, according to Andrew Filippone of 937 The Fan, would you steal our nation, uh, dare entertaining uh, tr high trade value in return right now? Or do you keep this talent around? I mean, you don't want to like necessarily shoot tight pick in the foot with flesh weapons to work with. Do you keep around, still believe this team has a chance to compete next year? Obviously this year, it doesn't seem like it's be more like a playoff or a championship. I mean, a championship. I mean, more likely, it could still be a playoff run. I, I just feel like right now it's been a little bit toxic of late. And don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm all for being in the playoffs. But at the same time, if you keep wasting these playoff appearances and not making any adjustments just to be one and done, it's a playoff in the playoffs, quite frankly. This is not Steeler football right there, and just giving up 40 points a game, missed tackles galore, lack of sacks. Uh, let's say you. Once again, you guys can follow me on social media. You can follow me on Twitter, at CGR, and on Instagram, at Nation right here. Uh, so let's go ahead and get right into it right now. Uh, Mike Tomlin, earlier in the week, on the picket interceptions for last week's uh, game, uh, he was quoted in saying, He's playing, and he's playing to win. When asked about making offensive changes, fiery Mancana, I'm not there. Uh, all of the jet, and also, too, he was 
and that's about all the jet sweeps that was utilized in the Steelers' office. He said, at this point, they're not innovative anymore. And you know what? He, I have to kind of agree with him right now. Because when you look at the season uh, for all the things that they're trying to do right now, I mean, this team has got to be m- way much better than what they are. I mean, I mean, just yards per attempt is just uh, crucial here, to say the least. I mean, when you look at where they're at right now, I mean, for this season, I mean, yards per attempt uh, for right now, uh, going, going into this, I mean, adjusted yards, five and a half yards. Okay, uh, that's not good. I mean, Kenny Pickett, I mean, so far, uh, for the most part, this season, when, when you look at it, and, and when you really lock down him, like what he's doing this year, he's barely averaging about like a, over six yards per passing attempt. Usually you want to try to keep that uh, at least in seven or above when you want to be a true quarterback. Kenny Pickett has shown a lot of poise so far. Love the mobility. I still think he's got a great future ahead of him. I mean, the only thing is right now, at some point, when he's going to start, like, uh, making his reasonable properly, making some of these tight throws, uh, just lowering down on their receptions right now. But at the same time, he needs a lot of help from his running game. The running game has to do way much better, and more particularly, Najee Harris. I know he's dealing with the list break injury, but to be honest with you, it is definitely beyond a disappointment uh, for this season. When you look at a guy like Najee uh, Harris, who had a hell of a lot more expectations uh, for this year, I mean, of course, he's going to lead his team in, in scrimmage, but I mean, for this year, he's got uh, 329 yards, averaging 3.3 uh, yards per attempt. Versus last year, uh, when he finished off the year with 1,667 uh, scrimmage yards and 1,200 rushing yards with seven touchdowns, uh, he right now has got to be the guy that needs to put this team on his back to the green to kind of help out Kenny Pickett. I mean, while he continues to grow and mature and get to that next level stage. Uh, and uh, and ask uh, Chase Claypool, if this offense is close to pulling it together, he says, no, I feel like I've heard that every week, you know, how close are we? I think it's too late in the season to be close to anything. I think we're close. We have to get there next week. Uh, he definitely said one of the most uh, notable uh, comments of the week that kicked off following the Dolphins' loss. He feels like they're missing splash on offense. It's a little harder to score when it's like a 10 to 15 play drive because everything has to go right. If you're nickel and diamond, you get five yards per pass, which is fine for time and possession, but sometimes we just want to score now. Uh, he also said, we need more goal balls. Like, damn, not enough goal balls. We need, we got playmakers. I haven't had a goal ball all year. George needs more. Tay needs more. I'm not saying that's on the play calling. I'm just saying we need to find a way to scheme it up. Uh, Tom, I'm picking trying to lead comebacks for the Steelers. He's a fish in water. It's a natural act for him. He's a competitor. And uh, there we have it. I mean, for for the most part, uh, Steelers right now, as we uh, go into this game, it's definitely going to be a real uh, 
the uh, interesting uh, matchup right now. Philadelphia Eagles, I mean, for the most part, you got to give them this right now. They're playing definitely with house money this year. Uh, as they are 6-0, they are the only uh, unbeaten team uh, right now that's remaining in the National Football League right now as they're looking to continue like uh, their uh, dominance. And one of the biggest things, too, when you look at this uh, matchup right now uh, for the Steelers uh, going in here uh, versus the Eagles right here, is the Eagles' uh, plus-12 uh, turnover uh, ratio uh, in this game which is uh, t- top-notch in the NFL. Uh, that ranks uh, first in the league right now, where they took in the ball away for a total of 14 times, which includes nine interceptions, which is uh, ranked second, and then five fumble recoveries. Now, I will say this. For the Steelers, for everything that's been kind of going a little bit wrong and their defense uh, taking uh, big steps back, of course, without the injury, I mean, even with the injury of T.J. Watt, T.J. Watt, who definitely felt like he was a lot more better place this week uh, and was uh, saying, uh, leading into this game, that, you know, uh, for this moment, that he, he, I mean, he, he was designated to return from IR last week, which opened a 21-day window for him to make it back to active roster. He was not activated on Saturday. But he he definitely stayed on Thursday. I feel very encouraged about where I'm at now. And it's just just being Steelers for right now, for the most part. I mean, give them a little bit of credit. Now they're minus two in turnover ratio. That number has been uh, dipping slowly ever that after that opening uh, performance against the Bengals, where they had a plus five turnover ratio. They're minus two in the league right now. But to their credit. Defense, their interceptions right now. Total uh, takeaways uh, in the league, they're ranked 11, which is not bad, with 10 total takeaways, eight interceptions, which brings six, two fumble recoveries. So they're ball hawking the ball. The only problem is right now, it's just, it's not doing enough to make some game-changing plays. You feel like certain guys are getting double-teamed a little bit as more. In this contest, and we'll see how this uh, continues to look. But for right now, I, I think you got to be encouraged defensively. But man, this is going to be uh, a game where everyone has to play real disciplined football. That's a lot more stuff that's going to be rolling on this game uh, today. And uh, definitely a lot of futures are, I think, could be at stake more likely at the end of this game. Steelers never want to admit that they're a rebuilding team, as obviously noted. But at some point, too, I mean, where do you start drawing the line in the sand here? I, I keep going back to this. I can't keep saying this like a broken record. Here, here's the thing, too. I mean, Mike Tomlin's teams, when he had eight and eight seasons back in 2012, uh, 13, and 2019, the only times he had eight and eight seasons. Let's think about this for a second. Let this sink in. The point, those first two eight and eight seasons, uh, about a decade ago, the reason why they were able to pull it off, they had a highly talented offense in the Killer Bees right there. Their offense was definitely like just uh, like uh, getting ready to touch the ceiling as far as how much they could go. I mean, you had Todd Haley right there, who's definitely on Bob Rossberger, uh, displaying him, trying to stay in the pocket and be a more better pocket passer 
in the West Coast offense and to take lesser hits, which was needed for him at that time. Defensively, they're going for a big transition right there, too. I mean, they lost a lot of guys like where it was like a, a Casey Hampton or James Ferrier, a Ryan Clark. I mean, you had much guys. Eventually, Ike Taylor, Brett Kiesel, too. I mean, who bro, who tore his triceps, I think, back in 2014. But that's the thing right there. They, at least they had an offense to fall back on where they were able to score and uh, rack up yards right there. And then 2019, too, you had defense right there, which was uh, top three in total takeaways right there. I mean, especially with Mika Fitzpatrick being the game-changing uh, trade earlier in the season, just to bring him over. Uh, man, I mean, that's the difference right there. This year, they did not have enough of that. I mean, I, I feel at this point in time, when you have guys like a TJ Watt who signed for the 2025 season, I mean, when you look at, like, uh, his uh, cap number uh, for the following seasons, I mean, well, deservedly so. A fully guaranteed contract, uh, which was signed uh, last year, uh, he is still going to be making, uh, like, uh, in the next three years, he's making over $24 million this year, but then he'll be making 29 and over $30 million uh, for, like, the next uh, three years, basically. So, I mean, there you have it. A big, sizable cap number. I would have to say for right now, I mean, if there's any asset right now, if the Steelers do hear any more trade rewards, not this season, but like in a year or two, I would probably like to think right now that maybe TJ Watt, is he like the only guy you would have to say that's untouchable for the moment? I mean, the only guys I would probably entertain is maybe like Chase Claypool, Cam Hayward, uh, not willing to go there just yet, but you have to listen to pay on the offer right now. And that's the thing. It's just they cannot have another season where they just go nine and eight. They're not going any further than move up in the draft. I mean, I still want to be a playoff team, but getting in the playoffs and getting slapped around and taken out right away, you're wasting playoff appearances. All you're just doing is just uh, adding to the success of the Steelers organization that they're consistent playoff. Uh, others, I still want that, but you got to find a way to make better adjustments if you're going to be a serious Super Bowl team. And clearly, this is, they got a long ways to go right now. Once again, we're streaming live here uh, for this uh, morning of the kickoff edition here of the Steelers uh, versus Eagles of the Mestial podcast here right now. Uh, Steelers trying to get their first win in Philadelphia for the first time in 57 years. October 24th, 1965. Uh, we'll see right now, uh, and we'll find out if the Steelers are going to be a trick or a treat uh, at the end of today's uh, game here. Also, let's go a little bit on the updates right here with the uh, injuries right now hanging into this game. Uh, Steelers going into this game, of course, uh, T.J. Watt, who's doing everything he could uh, to be uh, elevated to uh, play uh, for this game. Uh, he's not to be uh, – Adam Schefter was saying that he he had a 21-day uh, window start from last week to make that, that ground sure, but he was not activated uh, yesterday. So if he would have been activated yesterday, he would have been able to play today. He was not. 
So we'll have to more than likely uh, wait until their bye week, uh, which their next uh, game, the Steelers, will be against the uh, New Orleans uh, Saints on uh, November 13th at noon at Akershire Stadium. So they will be without quarterback uh, Levi Wallace, who uh, dealt with a shoulder injury uh, this past week. Uh, defense tackle uh, Larry Ogajobi, knee uh, Chris Boswell uh, groin, groin, who actually popped up on the injury report on a Friday. Uh, he, he didn't pop up until then, uh, who did not practice. Uh, so he was ruled out yesterday at their Saturday's uh, walkthrough. And the team signed and elevated uh, free agent kicker Nick Skiba in time before the 4 p.m. Eastern deadline to play. Uh, Skiba is an undrafted free agent out of Wake Forest. Uh, spent training camp with the Steelers before being released in late August. Skiba connected on 80 of 89 field goals in college and in his senior year hit 23 of 25 attempts. He also holds the NCAA record for consecutive field goals made with 34. They never missed a PA attempt in college. So we'll see how this uh, goes right here uh, for the most part. And uh, let's uh, look at this a little bit uh, further right now. Trade deadline rumors. Uh, once again, uh, right now, uh, one name that continues to pop, uh, percolate is Chase Claypool, according to Mike Florio, a pro football tip. Claypool will be going into his final season of his rookie deal uh, next season should he not be traded to another team. He also says that they may not be willing to give Claypool the kind of deal that he wants uh, if they don't decide to not pay him market value or anywhere close to it, then what's the rush of trading him if they're offered 2023 draft picks when they can wait and get a similar deal in March, which makes a lot of sense uh, for the most part. The question may be why they think they're getting more now or later for Claypool. And they can set up an auction in the short term among teams that believe they're a receiver away from being a Super Bowl player. Maybe the Steelers will end up with more now than later. I mean, for seven games in 2022, Claypool has been targeted 44 times with 28 catches for 266 yards and one touchdown. His best year came in 2020 with 62 catches for 873 yards and 11 touchdowns. It takes Claypool. I that I definitely do kind of think right now he may be the guy that could be that could do without. But at the same time, too, do you risk giving up a weapon for a guy like uh, Kenny Pickett uh, to work with? I'm at the point right now where I, I'm I'm open to it. I don't want to shoot yourselves in the foot, but at the same time, he has not been lights out either. Too, he's been a decent receiver. I mean, since uh, coming here back in 2020, I mean, his only highest he's got was 873 yards. He hasn't been like a thousand yard receiver, but he's still pretty darn good where he averaged like his first two years about over 14 yards for reception. This year, it's at nine and a half. And uh, like I said, we, we already know the targets where he's got 44 targets this year. And uh, so far this year right now, he's also had like about uh, 16 uh, drops up to this point. He's definitely one of the most uh, guys who's had a lot of drops. So he's only got 266 yards, only one touchdown at this point. And just being utilized in a lot more jet sweeps. 
I mean, with the course, like, uh, Mike Todd feels like they need to change it up a little bit. So let's go ahead and jump into uh, this right now. And also, Cam Hayward. Should the Steelers, I mean, if this is prop again, and the NFC team was inquiring, I mean, who would that more likely be? Would that be someone like the Bucks, the Niners? Would it be someone like the Giants? Or even the Bucks right now, too. I mean, or Green Bay. I tell you what, I'm going to go ahead and willing to give Cam Hayward the respect that he deserves for this uh, team. But at the same time, too, I mean, I mean, he, he is a guy uh, right now who is set, uh, who's making over $17 million this year. He'll be set to make over $22 million in his final two seasons. He's signed for the 2024 season right now. Well, like I said, if it's anywhere like a high second or first round pick, I think you have to listen at this point. Now, again, when we start drafting players going in the future, I mean, even if you get like high value return, it's still very missed on these draft picks. But like I said, I think a lot of this has to depend on today's outcome. I think if they win today's game somehow, some way, and if they have like an offer like that, I think, you know what, it's probably safe to say you can probably turn that down. So I'm going to probably say no for right now. Let's go ahead and get to the keys to the game. Uh, I only got two for you guys for today. So key number one is we take care of the ball. Mike Tomlin did say with uh, Bob Papiani on uh, the Mike Tomlin show uh, that he feels his team needs to take care of the ball more. Steelers up to this point have surrendered the ball 12 times, which is fifth in the league, which includes being raped fourth with nine interceptions. They'll have to fend off the tandem of strong safety, uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, and running back, I mean, right cornerback, Darius Slade, who each are tied for the team lead of three interceptions. Uh, team number two will be uh, time of possession. Uh, Eagles are 20th in the league and allowing 33 of 74 third down conversions, which is 29th. Look for Najee Harris and Jalen Ward to be key. Let's be honest, the Steelers right now for this year, they need to do a way better job converting their uh, third down conversions. Uh, if they convert those more, it helps control the time of possession. They're ranked 20th as the Steelers have only converted 35 of 95 attempts for this season, which is definitely pitiful, uh, no pun intended. So again, uh, let's see. Can the Steelers make some history today? Can they survive their season? And for the most part, let's see what happens. For the most part, just wanted to wish everyone a happy and safe uh, trick-or-treat right now. Uh, trick-or-treat, let's snatch some defeat uh, for today. Anyway, uh, once again, you guys can follow me on social media. You can follow me on Twitter, at MetalSteelCGR. Then you can also check me out on Instagram, at MetalSteelNation. Uh, uh, definitely a much more uh, tumultuous uh, season this year than any other seasons played out. No doubt about it, but we'll see what they can come up with today. As always, leave me. Don't be trolling. You're all here. We go, sirs. Here we go. I got it.